Good morning, good afternoon, good night, wherever you are, whatever time it is, welcome to Teacher Tired. Hello, guys. I, gosh, I miss recording podcasts so much. If you listened to the last episode and a little life update, my life's been a bit of a mess and all over the place, but I think everyone else's has been, so you're right there with me. Um, I'm just happy to be back. I'm happy to be sitting here in front of my microphone, recording, talking to my computer screen, pretending like I know who you guys are. (laughs) There's something so fun about it. But anyway, I just wanted to come on here and go over, go through. Gosh, I sound like I'm with my kids. Okay, let me rewind. Not teaching a lesson right now. Um, I wanted to talk about planning. I think as an early teacher, a first-year teacher, um, planning's hard, right? Like you could be planning for hours. Seriously, you could, gosh, I could be sitting right, I could be sitting here on a Sunday and be planning for the next five weeks because you, you just can, right? Like I feel like planning really does have a sense of boundaries that you have to set with yourself, um, with your team. And with admin or whoever you send your plans to, if you even have to do that. I don't necessarily have those expectations yet. I think they're coming. Um, But I think with everything going on virtually and stuff, it was just too wild. So with that said, let's talk about how I plan. Um, Before I go into like the specifics and stuff like that, I want to preface with I teach kindergarten. Um, My planning is very, very different from middle school, high school, um, stuff like that. But when it comes to like K through five, I would probably say these boundaries and things that I set are usable and can be used kind of throughout that. So, um, gosh, I hope I sound like I'm making sense. It is 4.30 on a Sunday um, and I am just, I'm tired. (laughs) Like the weekend really got to me. So hopefully I'm making sense. But there's my ADD moment. I'm back. Um, So, First thing I do with planning is I am extremely strict on myself, and there's a reason for that. So I have a background in business. Teaching is not my first career, Um, and I made a lot of money in business, and I took a huge pay cut to be a teacher. I do not regret it. I think it was the best decision I ever made. I love teaching. It's totally my passion, and I would not change it for the world. But with that said, I have a very, very well understanding that we don't get paid enough. And if you live in Canada and you get paid like the doctors, I don't understand that life. Um, And if you live in California and you make about 20 grand more than me, you still don't make enough. Um, I don't care how much you make. I don't think teachers make enough. I think that without us, no one would be anywhere. (laughs) And to me, that means we should be making the most. And that's not because I am a teacher. It's just my personal opinion on how our world operates and how our society operates You can't do anything without a teacher. So with that said, um, my planning is very stern and strict. I'm very strict with my boundaries. This year has been a little bit different. I'm not going to lie. I've been a little bit lenient on my boundaries this year because of virtual and everything changing. So don't tell the little devil on my shoulder that is telling me otherwise to leave work. Let me just explain. So pretend like this year... Is totally normal. Um, my boundaries are I do not like to be at work outside of contracted hours. 
I am well aware that we do not get paid beyond contracted hours. I'm also well aware that if you're listening to this and you're a teacher, you most likely are at work beyond contracted hours. <laughs> it's very common. I would, If I had to guess, it would be 90% of teachers are at school outside of contracted hours. Um, it's, it's just common. I mean, we, you know, for example, me, my contracted hours are 7.30 in the morning to 3.30 in the afternoon. I get there about 7.15 and leave about 4.00. That's 15 minutes in the morning and a half hour in the afternoon. That's a lot. That's 45 minutes of unpaid time that I give to my my job. Now, that is this year because I'm virtual and, well, I was virtual. Now I'm in person. There was just so much going on. I had to kind of make those adjustments to my schedule to get everything in. Now that it's been a couple weeks in person, I'm getting more in a routine. I'm going to be going back to my strict self um, and allowing myself a strict amount of time. I do not get to work until 7.30. Like that is my contracted start time. That is just what I believe I, I, I know that sounds crazy because a lot of you are like, oh my God, how do you get everything ready? Because my kids get there at 740. Like I literally have 10 minutes before the kids get there. Um, but I manage my time well. I spend those 10 minutes getting their breakfast, turning on my computer, getting attendance up, getting my lunch in the fridge. I sit down and the kids are there. That's all I do. I I do not plan in the morning. I do not get their stuff ready in the morning. That is not the time for that. I'm exhausted. I'm half asleep. Um, I just don't believe that that's time for planning. Like you're not getting paid for that time. I know you guys are thinking I'm crazy. You're like, how in the world do you do it? Just bear with me. This will make sense once you hear the whole podcast. So I get there at 7.30 because that's my contracted time. Sometimes it's 7.20. I give myself an extra 10 minutes, but mostly those 10 minutes are spent on Instagram anyway. So (laughs) really, I get there at 7.30. And then at 3.30, I try to leave. My goal is to leave at contracted time, okay? 3.30. Now my kids get out at 3.15. Well, they get out at three, but they typically leave by 3.15. So I only have 15 minutes in after they leave to do stuff. Again, I try not to plan during that time. I try to clean up, um, you know, kindergarten. I'm often cleaning up after them. I change the calendar really fast. I like grab my lunchbox, make sure it's cleaned out. I wash my hands um, and I leave. Like I do not plan in the afternoon. I don't really look at any emails or anything like that. I strictly try to look at all of that during my plan period. So with that said, staying in my contracted hours, let's talk about my plan period. I have 40 minutes. Well, with kindergartners, it's more like 30 because it takes five minutes to walk them to specials and five minutes back. And I really lose about 10 minutes of that time. So let's say 30 minutes. I spend 30 minutes of my plan time. The first thing I do is check my emails. No, I do not answer or respond or read unnecessary emails. (laughs) They go straight into a folder that says maybe. Like I literally have a folder on my Outlook that says maybe. 
because I don't find it important. I don't think it's necessary at the moment, but maybe, just maybe down the road, I'm going to want to read that email. And I'll skim it, right? Like I'll look at the email and I'll skim it really fast. But if it's not urgent, if it doesn't pertain to my kids, if it doesn't pertain to me and my job, I put it in the maybe and maybe one day when I have more time, I'll look at it. And as an example, it's like, hey, there's ice cream in the freezer. (laughs) Or like, does anyone have some extra X, Y, and Zs? Like I, I just, if I don't have it, I don't answer, right? Like I just skim through those as fast as I can. Um, And I usually have one or two emails that I have to respond to, so I'll respond to those. That's about five minutes. Now, the other 25 minutes, I am planning, planning. Now, something I've been trying to do this year is I do a subject at a time, and I'm always a week in advance. I'm typically two weeks in advance, but this year has been too crazy, so I'm only a week ahead. So, for example, let's say today is Monday, and I'm planning math. Okay, I stick to one subject at a time. I do not go into different subjects. And I'll, I'll explain that later. That's something that I tried this year. Um, let's say I have 30, I have, what do I have left? 20, 20 minutes left. I don't even remember the math now. 25 minutes left. <laughs> um, and it's Monday and I am planning math. I am going to plan math for the next week, Monday through Friday. Okay, I'm going to plan what pages we need to be in in our book. I'm going to plan what fun games I'm going to play. I'm going to plan, do I need to print anything? If If I do need to print something, I go in those 25 minutes and I print all five days. Okay, so I take that plan period for one subject and I plan the entire next week for that subject. Okay, again, if I have things to print Monday through Friday, I go into the copier during that 25 minutes and print Monday through Friday. I do not do a day at a time. I also don't do different subjects. Okay, so that's Monday. Now, Tuesday, during my 30 minutes, I'll plan ELA. So I look at ELA and I go to the next week and I say, what do we need to do Monday through Friday? Do I need to print anything? What books do I need to pull out to put under my teacher chair to prepare? Um... I'm trying to think of what else during ELA. Oh, and centers. What centers am I going to do? And I make a little sticky note. I write down the centers I need to get out, right? Like, is it Play-Doh? Is it Play-Doh sight word maps? Is it rainbow writing? If it is, I need to get my markers ready. Like, what do I need to get ready for next week's centers? Um, if it's a game, right? Like, if it's a new game the kids haven't played, I make a little note to myself to teach them that game. Stuff like that, okay? Now, Wednesday. I'll take Wednesday to plan um, science and social studies. So on Wednesday, I look at the next week and I plan all of science and social studies from Monday through Friday. If I need to print anything, again, I go and print it during that time. Okay, so that's Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. I have math on Monday, Tuesday is ELA, Wednesday I plan science and social studies. Now, that's usually not enough to fill all of my time lapse, okay? So Thursday and Friday during my plan, Thursday I like to check in with my teammate. She's a new teacher and I kind of check in. I'm like, hey, do you need anything? You know, I have a kind of a free plan. What do you need? And I, and I help her out. Now, typically without that situation on Thursday and Friday, what I do during my plan is I catch up on any paperwork. So Thursday I'll do a lot of paperwork. I'll catch up on like um, – 
you know, just like IEP revisions, if someone sent me something and and they revised it and I need to send it home, like Thursday is a paperwork day, if that makes sense. Like I just, I'll look at the paperwork I need to make copies of and keep in my desk and what do I need? Um, like retention papers, for example, if we're retaining a student, do I need to make copies of it? Do I need to put give it to this person? Um, that is my paperwork day, okay? Then Friday during my prep, I like to call it fun Friday. Friday is the day that I try to make as much fun that I can. So Friday during my prep, I'm like, okay, on Monday during math, we're learning how to count to 20. What's a fun game I could play with my kids to count to 20? And I'm like, oh, I'm going to play this really cool, like, I don't even know. I'm trying to think of one. Like stand-up sit-down game where they like sit down every time we count to 20. Okay, cool. I'm going to do that Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And I write it down. And I'm like, ooh, we're learning about pumpkins. Like, what's a fun pumpkin game I can do on Wednesday? Ooh, let's do this game. Like, Friday is my day where I do create, I think of creative things. I'm like, I call it fun Friday because I look at what I do the next week and I go, how can I make it more fun for my kids? Okay. So, just to recap, <laughs> during my prep throughout the week, I have Monday is for math, Tuesday is for ELA. Wednesday is for science and social studies. I, f- I kind of go back and forth. So Monday, like every other day is science and every other day is social studies. Then Thursday is paperwork day. I catch up on all my paperwork. And then Friday is fun Friday. I plan fun things, okay? That is during my prep. I have 30 minutes to do those things. It sounds crazy, but here, let me explain this. When you, and I, and someone taught me this. This is totally not me that either made this up or discovered this. Someone actually taught me this and I'm so thankful for it because it's helped me a ton. I don't even remember where she found it. I think she was listening to another podcast. But anyway, um, a friend of mine told me that the best way to plan is to batch your planning. So what that means is planning one subject at a time and going weeks in advance. So you would plan like week one, week two, week three, week four, week five. Okay, I've kind of done that summed up already for the entire year. Um, So it's really easy for me to go, okay, we're doing this this week. I've already done that for the whole year. But when it comes to batching during my prep, the reason she says to batch is because your brain takes too long to go from subject to subject that it's actually taking you longer to plan. Okay, that sounds crazy, but I promise you if you practice, you'll understand what I'm talking about. The reason I only do one subject per day is because it takes too much brain processing and too much time to go subject by subject in the same day, right? Like if I plan on Monday, if I spend a half hour and I was like, what am I doing next Monday? What am I doing for ELA? What am I doing for math? What am I doing for science? What am I doing for this time? What am I doing for this? Like it's too much to be bouncing back and forth in your thoughts. It's way easier just to be like, okay, on Monday, I'm going to plan math for next week. What are we doing? What are our goals? What standards do I need to hit? How can I make it more fun? Like just having that specific time for one subject allows your brain to expand more on that subject instead of bouncing back and forth between subjects. Okay. So that has helped me tremendously. I cannot explain how well that has helped me. It's like, 
I feel so confident the next week that rolls around. I'm like, my plans are done. Like, I got this. I show up on Monday morning. I'm like, what am I teaching? I'm ready. Like, it is so amazing how confident you feel once you lay it out this way. Okay. So that is why I started doing subject by subject because someone taught me how to batch. Now, I typically like to go two weeks in advance, right? Like, when I'm planning math on Mondays, I like to look two weeks in advance But to be frank and honest with you, this year has been so crazy. I can't seem to be two weeks out. (laughs) I just like, there's way too much going on. And hopefully I can eventually get there. But right now I'm just giving myself time and grace. And I'm like, you know what? If you're a week ahead, so what? You're getting getting your minutes in. You're doing your job. You're doing okay. And your kids are rocking it. Like, so what? Right? So what? Okay. So that's my plan time. Now, On top of that, there's two other situations that I do planning. The first situation is that I do plan with my teammate once a week. We stay for an extra half hour after school to plan once a week, okay? She is a brand new teacher to the district, a brand new teacher to teaching, and a brand new teacher to kindergarten, okay? She's been in kindergarten before through her student teaching, um, but there's a lot that she's learning, and I've been there, and I am way hands on deck with people like that because it's stressful and I want to help her as much as I can. So every uh, Tuesday, we stay after school for about a half hour and plan the next week. Now, if you just listened to the last 15 minutes, you already know that I have that week planned out (laughs) because I do math, you know, how I do math on Monday, Tuesday is ELA, stuff like that. I already typically have the next week somewhat planned out or thought through. So I kind of give her a rundown of like, this is what I'm doing. You can do whatever you want with it. Um, And she's even looked at my plans and was like, hey, I feel like my kids need this. And I'm like, oh my gosh, me too. And then I change my ideas. So it's so nice. We kind of just bounce our plans back and forth from each other um, and spend that half hour revising the plans that we've already made if that makes sense. So I'm not necessarily sitting down with my teammate and going, all right, what are we doing on Tuesday for math? Like we're we're not really doing that. It's more so like, okay, next week we're counting to 20. How can we make this more fun? And I'm like, well, on Thursday, I'm going to play this really fun game. And she's like, oh my God, that's amazing. I'm going to do it too. I think I might try this. And I'm like, oh yeah, I should do that on Monday. And we're really just bouncing ideas off of each other. I would honestly say this is the best way to plan with your team because everyone's kids are different. Like her class is very different from mine. The other thing is I'm only, I only have one other teammate. So it's really easy for us to plan because I'm only working with one other person and her and I are very similar. So it's really nice. But um, what was I saying? Lost my train of thought. Oh yeah, her room, like her situation is very different. She has some more behaviors than me. Um, She has to be a little bit more hands-on with her class. Like there's a lot that goes on that's very different for our classes. So it wouldn't make sense for us to sit down and be like, let's do X, Y, and Z Monday through Friday because our classrooms are different and everyone's classrooms are different. So we kind of just take a look at like what standards are we working on for this week? Um, How are you doing it and what games are you playing to make it more fun? That's what we're doing. We bounce ideas off of each other. We already know ahead of time what standards we're working on that week because I made like a standard map is what I like to call it. So every week has its own standard that we kind of 
have a goal towards. And I already made that at the beginning of the year for the whole year. So it's really easy for us to look at like October, week three. Okay, this is the standards we need to hit this week. How are we going to do it? Like it's just super easy. So that's how I do planning with her. Once a week, we meet for a half hour after school. Now, her and I are also friends. So sometimes that half hour turns into an hour. But I'm okay with that because I think relationships are super important. Um, And yes, I do know I'm not getting paid for that time. Yes, I do know I'm super strict. But if I'm working for about a half hour and then also building a relationship for another half hour unpaid, I'm all right with that. It just totally depends on you and what boundaries you want to set. Sometimes I'll tell her, hey, I I have to leave this time. Let's rock and roll. And she will understand that. So totally okay. Now, so that's once a week. The other thing I do in regards to planning is once a month, once a month, not once a week, not once every other week, once a month, I pick one day to stay an hour after work. And to be honest, it's I don't actually end up staying that full hour. It's just something I tell myself. It's usually only about 40 minutes. <laughs> but What I do is I pick a day in the month to spend an hour after work to print. (laughs) That sounds so crazy. Yes, to print. So what I do is I take a look at the next month and I take a look at what we're learning and I typically already have my papers ready to go from last year. Okay, so if you're a first-year teacher, this is, does not pertain to you whatsoever. But for me, I take my papers from last October, let's say October, and print them all for the month, pretty much. And I'm not planning because I'm not planning what day I'm going to use those papers. That's not what I'm doing. I'm pretty much just master copying the whole month. And I let it sit in the back of my room. I don't even look at it. I just, I print them. I paperclip them. They're in order. I put them in the back of the room. Then when I'm planning, okay, here's a really good example. Okay, so in the month of October is a lot about plants for science. Okay, I have a lot of fun like papers and art projects and stuff for plants. So in September, I went to the copier and during my science printing time, I printed all of the plants and pumpkins stuff, okay? So I printed it all out, and it's literally just been sitting in the back of my room. (laughs) Well, last week, I decided this week we were going to start the life cycle of a pumpkin, okay? So what do I do? I walk to the back of my room, and I go, hmm, where's this lifestyle of life cycle of pumpkin papers? And I just pull out all the papers pertaining to the life cycle of pumpkins, Okay, so that's really hard to explain via podcast, and I understand that's confusing. Let me make it more simple for you. So Monday through Friday, each day is a different subject during my 30-minute prep, okay? Once a week, I meet with my teammate, and we bounce ideas back and forth off of each other. We're not necessarily planning with each other. Like I said, we're mainly bouncing ideas off of each other because the, the planning portion is so different for each other's classes. Then once a month, I plan, I'm sorry, I print for the next month. So for example, it's October and I have October 27th 
X'd out in big red expo marker <laughs> that that is the day I am staying late for an hour after school to print all of November. Okay. I have all of November's papers already stocked and master copied from last year. So again, if you're a new teacher, this doesn't really pertain to you because you have to make that time to come up with those papers and do those things. Oh my goodness. My dog is snoring behind me. I am so sorry if you can hear him. He sounds like an old man. Oh, how funny. I'm just going to talk over him. But anyway, if you're a new teacher and you don't have these papers to just make and do the whole once a month thing, what I would recommend is still giving yourself one day a month, cross it out on your calendar and spend only an hour after work creating those master copies, creating next month, right? Like if you're in October and you're like me and you crossed out the 27th, you're staying late at work, then stay late at work and come up with all of the papers that you planned for November. Okay. So I know that sounds crazy and I know that's so much information, but I promise, 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 promise it's doable. It really, really is. And I think the number one thing for it being doable is boundaries. Don't let yourself stay after work for an hour every day. It's not worth it. It's just not worth it. I promise you tomorrow you'll still have a to-do list. Like no matter how long you stay, no matter how much you do, no matter how much effort you put into it, no matter how much you do during your prep, your to-do list will just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger every single day. That is the that is just the nature of our job. Teaching is just a laundry list that keeps on going. And I think once you accept that and you appreciate that, and you prioritize what needs to get done right this very second versus, eh, I can do that next week. Eh, I can do that in two weeks. Or maybe you need to put it in the maybe folder, <laughs> right? Like once you can prioritize that, your life gets so much easier. But in regards to planning, I think the biggest lesson that I learned this year is taking every single day and doing a different subject. It has helped me so tremendously much. And it keeps my brain focused. It keeps me maximizing my time during my prep time. And gosh, it just, it's made things so much easier. And and, and the other thing I wanted to add to that, during my prep time, I am not printing next week's papers unless I have to. So how do I explain this? So for example, I told you once a month I plan or I print the following month, right? So once a month I print for the next month. So at the end of October, I'm going to print for November. So if I am sitting down on Monday planning math for next week, I typically already have that stuff printed out. I just have to go in the back of the room and find it really fast. So the printing portion is not part of that 30 minutes. It's really not. Every once in a while, I'll twist up my plans and be like, oh, I really want to play this game, but I don't have the papers for it. Like, let me print something really quick and I'll just, you know, I'll use that print, right? Like, so sometimes I'm printing during my prep, but sometimes I'm not because I'm that once a month is when I'm printing everything for that month, okay? 
So I really, really, really try to spend that 30 minutes just planning one subject. And I already have the papers printed somewhere in the back of my room. I just need to find them. Okay. That's kind of important to know because you could easily spend 30 minutes printing for all of next week. Um, so yeah, that is how I plan. That's how I work with my teammate. Um, that is how I do my printing time and I love it. Gosh, I just feel like my time is my time and I am, I'm a go getter during my prep time and it allows me to leave at three 30. Like I'm out of there. I am out of there. I do not stay past that. Um, and that once a month that I save for an hour, like I said, it's not even really an hour. I can get out of there in 40 minutes. Um, just really, really using your prep time is super, super important um, because you're getting paid for it. You know, I know teachers that'll go sit in somebody else's room and just kind of vent during that time. That's fine. I have nothing against that. But if you're staying two hours after school every day, you might want to reconsider how you spend your prep time. Um, it's just not worth it to me. Like I, I have a life outside of school and you're not getting paid for that time. And it's really important to know that. It's really important to use that. Um, and if you're out there and you're someone who does use their prep time and does stay after school and does stay once a month and you still feel like you're drowning, you're not alone. You're not alone. I've been there. Um, it was mainly my first year and I was getting those masters together. Just keep pushing, just keep pushing. Okay. And try your best to set an alarm at 4 p.m. or whatever time it is, and once your alarm goes off, you stop what you're doing. I don't care how far you're into your to-do list, and you leave. You get out of there because you're not getting paid, and you have a life. And I promise your mental health will get better, and then all of a sudden, your planning gets better. It's really weird, okay? So I hear you. I know it's crazy. It sounds barbaric, but try all of these things. See if they work for you. They're not going to work for everyone right? Like I move a million miles per minute. So I understand that it may not work for everyone, but try it. See how it works. I love you guys so, so much. And I would just hate to see everyone be over exhausted and tired when really, we just really need to utilize our time differently. Um, so yeah, I guess you got it is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Find something that works for you, but this is what works for me, and I've loved the way I've been doing it this year. So I hope it works for you guys too, and you can take my advice. Go over to Joe at Joe Treewortha. What's my name on Instagram? It's at Joe.Treewortha on Instagram if you have any questions and just tell me you listened to the planning episode and you wanted to know how I did X, Y, and Z. I'm happy to answer any questions get planning. I hope you enjoy planning because I do. I love you guys so much and breathe. It's going to be okay.